Welcome to the Echo Cast. I am Bond Diesel. This is a podcast about the division, the division two, its community, news updates, drama. Who leaves Love Island next? Just kidding. If you're new, welcome. If you've been here before, super welcome. Let's get right on into it. Today, we will have a State of the Game Recap, Episode 1 Release Chit Chat, Title Update 6, and Episode 2 Speculation. Listener questions and some personal content uh, and updates. If you'd like to support this podcast and my other content, check out patreon.com slash the echo cast. Thanks to Luis, Jimmy, Mike, November, Hassan, Tim, Jim, and Ozzy for being my patrons. I very much appreciate it. Thank you very much for your support and helping me continue to justify doing this thing. If you are a current or new Patreon patron, let me know your Twitch username and I will give you VIP status so you can watch the recording of this live if you wish, typically on Wednesday evenings, Eastern time. As I'm doing right now, I'm looking at the camera. Hello. All right, state of the game recap. Not much to go over here. Gonna be straight up. <laughs> uh, so today we had Hamish and Chris Gansler. This was episode 130, I believe, by the way. Uh, they said that there's gonna be no maintenance on Thursday, but there might exclamation point might be a maintenance on Friday to fix some bugs and some little things that people have noticed in title update six. Um, but there's no guarantee of that yet. They seemed very unwilling to confirm or verify that at the, at this time. Um, they talked about cosmetics a bit and acknowledged that not everyone loves them. Uh, I'll give my thoughts on that in a moment. Uh, but they, they're what we have and go for them if you want. If you don't, then don't. Up to you. Uh, they did talk about the length of the expedition or of the, uh, the cosmetic event. Um, and made sure people knew that, uh, it, it, for three weeks you can get keys and then there's one more week where you can use keys and buy them. But you can't earn them anymore. It's basically a chance to use them before you lose them. Uh, and then they talked about and they showed some pictures of the specialization weapons that now have skins. Uh, none of those are in the lootable or the caches that you can earn. Uh, you just have to buy them straight up if you want them. Uh, they did talk about a few of the issues found so far. I think they kind of acknowledge these aren't all of them, but I think these are the big ones. Uh, people are finding that the Defender drone is a bit OP and is essentially making people invulnerable. Um, crafting bench upgrade issues, both being able to upgrade it and being able to, uh, to, to use it correctly. There's some stuff going on there. There's some issues with the Firefly mods. Uh, it's not showing the blueprint reward on like the projects and stuff like that, uh, but you will get one on the control points and projects. Now you can get, you could run the control points all day now until you got all of the mods 
and then it would just stop giving you mods. But there's no arbitrary limit on where the mods can come from now. You can get them all from one source if you wish. Um, and they mentioned a couple of issues with the zoo mission. So keep an eye out for that. It sounds like they have a intent to fix those soon. Uh, and then basically last is they, they talked about PVP again. They acknowledge that they know people are having a conversation about it. Um, and that in the future, they're going to have the people actually responsible for it, uh, basically Red Storm, um, on the show and uh, to talk about what they're working on. Um, it sounds like there's definitely some stuff cooking, and I'll talk about that a little bit in, uh, after the mid-roll. So, uh, you know, fine stay of the game, nothing crazy, nothing super interesting. Um, I do think the quick response to some of the smaller bugs uh, on Friday would be really nice, would be good. Uh, just to keep people relatively calm. Um, I do think the cosmetics kind of suck. I don't like them. They're goofy. That's whatever, I guess. I don't know. I'm also one of the lame people who didn't like the clown mask in the first game. So I didn't like them kind of going a little dumb with some of the stuff. But what are you going to do? That's what people want to buy. I get it. It's fine. Um, I still really, really hope that at some point we just get some more like sleeker more like spec ops kind of clothing and stuff like that. Um, I logged on to division one, not too long ago just to record some footage for a video. And I, um, I couldn't help but notice that the characters in the first game are just so much more like, like, um, sleek looking, I think. Uh, and, and I think it's a combination of a few things. I think in Division 2, the clothes are a little looser fitting on the character because of the summer stuff and all that. I kind of get that. Um, you know, we don't have coats anymore like we did before. And, you know, when you took the coat off, it made your character look a little bit sleeker. Um, I also am under the impression that the character models in Division 2 are... Um, actually a little bit taller than the first game aka they're completely brand new like they didn't take the player models from the first game and put them in division two and then add stuff to them it's literally as far as i know i believe i forget which event i was told that but um it, and that's that's also why there's been a few other issues um so keep that in mind when it comes to the clothing i personally would like to see some more cool stuff but you know we'll get what we get um, some of the issues and stuff. I, I'm going to talk about title update six, but I'm talking about that next, basically. Um, for the state of the game, I mean, cool stuff. I'm still doing it weekly. Um, I'm basically under the impression that that studio is currently uh, massive in Malmo. Is basically a ghost town. So, um, I imagine that there's obviously stuff getting there's stuff getting worked on, but you have to keep in mind too that um, I suspect a large number of the people. Uh, who work on those things are off for a few weeks. And honestly, after the, they've been developing this game for the last three or four years, I think they probably deserve it. So I will white knight it for them and defend them. I'll roll on in and do my duty as I've been told I have, I guess. No sarcasm at all. Okay, but that's it for state of the game. Nothing too crazy. Uh, so for Division 2 and gaming news, I'm going to talk about uh, Episode 1 release uh, and Call of Duty, actually. So, uh, But Episode 1, so I'd like to, it seems like it's a fairly smooth release. There's definitely some issues. Um, I feel like the reception has been pretty good, and it's kind of what I was predicting a little bit, where 
Um, I think the expedition is a little bit underwhelming. Um, maybe even the new guns are a little bit underwhelming. But I think the update as a whole, with a combination of quality of life updates and bug fixes and some new content, um, I think it's overall a good patch. It's not a 1.4 patch. It's nothing. It's nothing that's gonna. It's not Forsaken. You know, Destiny 2 is Forsaken. It's just a nice, solid patch. Let's introduce some good uh, new content. Um, again, the new guns are okay, uh, but the P416 is still the best gun. You know, it's just the lightweight M4 meta all over again. Um, I'm I'm dumb, so I don't know how they fix this. Uh, the The simple solution in my dumb brain is that the higher RPM is, the lower the damage the lower the RPM, the higher the damage, and you try to find some sweet spot where basically all the guns have a similar DPS, but you maybe give like the, the lower RPM ones some type of bonus over the high RPM ones so that you're, you're actually making a choice. Um, like right now, the last few weeks, I've been running, an, I have an MTAR on my PVE, like damage to elite build, and my skill build, they're two different MTARs that have like the perfect talents for it. And I've been running it just to mix it up. I did the same thing in Division 1. I had a nice lightweight M4, but honestly, I got kind of bored and just started using everything else. So um, I just don't like using the P416 all the time. I, I hate hearing the same gun sound all the time. So I've been mixing it up with MK16s and ACRs and, you know, a little bit of everything. So... But the new gun definitely hasn't changed that. The the Carbine 7 uh, has an okay fire rate, but it has a pretty low damage roll. I want to say I've been seeing it like five, you know, four or five thousand under the P416. So, uh, it you know, it has a lower fire rate, I believe. So it doesn't make up for it. The Stoner LMG um, is okay. I, I really don't get the permanent suppressor mod on the muzzle. I just can't. I don't. I don't know why you would do that. Why? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Why take away choice? Like, and I hate the way it looks. I just don't. You know, again, not a game designer. I'm, I'm dumb. I don't know. Like, why? It's just a regular gun. I understand the exotics. So maybe that changes. Hopefully it changes. I would like to put my own mod on the barrel. Um, maybe add that mod that's on the barrel for all the guns. I don't know. But, you know, and I don't have the, um, the, the new diamond back yet. Uh, and I don't think anyone should, I believe all three phases of the expedition have to release and be completed before you can get it. And that's a whole different conversation that I, I will have now, right now, the expedition. Um, so I haven't actually played through the first, uh, investigation yet. I'm going to do that tomorrow on stream. But I did during the PTS, and I assume it's basically the same. Um, it's cool. It's neat. Um, there's some moderate, at best, difficulty puzzles in there. That's probably giving it too much credit, but they're they're neat. They're fun. Uh, there's also some secret stuff in there that's fun to grab and, and look up and find. Um... Again, it's especially without the mastery system, it's, it's, you know, two hours of content total. Um, but in what I think is the most, 
what, what I think is in, in the most, I don't want to call it insulting, but it kind of feels like it. Um, decision, they, they, they time-gated it. So there's, there's three investigations you do in the expedition, and um, they each take about 30 minutes, maybe a little bit more. Um, at least they did for me the first time. Um, and they time-gated it for, for three weeks. So right now, season pass people can play the first investigation. Next Tuesday, um, everyone gets access, and we'll get to do the first and second investigation. And then the following um, Tuesday, I think, I think it's on Tuesday that these release, uh, you'll get the third investigation and then get to go to the final part. Um, if each of these were like an hour long or an hour and a half long and or something, then I'd it'd be a little bit, I would kind of be a little bit more down. But for some reason, I feel like this is just like the most blatant attempt to just stretch content. That's and it's just, it's real annoying because I don't hate. I don't hate the expeditions. I just, they're a little bit of a letdown for me. Um, and if you gave people the ability to go through it and enjoy it all at release, I think you'd have that initial shot of like, Oh, that's it. Well, I mean, that was pretty cool, but instead it's going to be, Oh, I have to wait a week. Okay. I guess I'll do the next one. And then they come back next week and they do the second one. They're like, ah, okay, I guess that's cool. Uh, and then the third one, I'll, I'll do the third one next week. And then they'll do the third one. And then I think there's going to be this, I think there's going to be this emotion and this is only my opinion, you know, feel free to have your own, but I'm, I'm afraid there's going to be this, this emotion of, oh, that's it. Like, I feel like it's almost setting up this, like, like this build up to nothing, um, which I think is a huge bummer. Um, but it's the way it's happening. So, Okay. I just don't I, I think it would have better served the content um, that I get the impression that even some people who worked on it uh, aren't really you know under the impression it's the best content that's ever been made for a game um, I, I feel like it could have at least gotten a little bit more enjoyment if people could have just played it and, and not had this kind of artificial time gate but I don't know what do I know uh, but on a much more positive note the skill changes are um, awesome. Uh, I've my previous skill build still is really good, and now I know exactly uh, the talents and the and the and the stats I need to to get to put on it to make it even better. Um, I've had so much fun with my um, skill build uh, the last couple of days. So uh, very good change. And last but not least, the, I, I think that these missions are um, it's it's really encouraging. Um, the 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 Camp David mission, it's called something else in the game. I can't remember off the top of my head. Where you're hunting down um Ellis. Uh really cool mission. Um I have I have some qualms with it, but I won't spoil anything. Um but very cool mission, very pretty mission. I mean fighting in a basically heavy forested map with hills and it's just it looks really good. It, it's a really cool. It's it's just a, um it reminds me of uh you know like older Ghost Recon games. It kind of just it had such a good feel. Um it it felt very natural. Um the zoo mission is is a bit long, but I think it's absolutely worth it. I really enjoyed it. The ending to it for me personally, who really enjoys the story of this game, um and in my own personal situation with having a child coming, basically any time. Um, was just a really cool ending um, and not what I expected. There were a few things in that mission I didn't expect, 
um, that I thought were really cool. Um, again, I know not everyone has access to it yet, so I'll try not to spoil it too much. Um, but Zoom Mission, excellent content. Really happy with it. Uh, but my biggest surprise of the entire Episode 1 release is the classified missions. Um, I know this is a sore subject with some because you have to have the season pass to play these at all. Um, I will come right out and say that at least so far, unless you can find the season pass for sale, maybe, I still don't think it's necessarily worth your money unless you really want the early access. But I'll tell you what, if so I think there's supposed to be eight classified missions in the first year of this game. If if all if the next four are as good as these classified missions, I personally, if someone likes PvE in this game, would say it's probably worth it for the season pass to play them. Um, this this time there's a NSA bunker, which I would love to go into more detail on, but I won't again for the sake of spoilers. Um, and there is a um, aquarium uh, aquarium mission where you save some civilians that uh, doesn't necessarily have any big twists or anything, and but it's just a cool mission. Uh, the first two classified missions were okay. But they definitely didn't, um, they weren't this cool. I, they, I didn't enjoy them. They were fine. They were neat. And the little collectibles are great. But, but these two classified missions are some of the best content in the game. Especially the NSA underground um, little mission thing. That's some, some, of the most, uh, some of the most fun I've had playing this game so far. For me. So there's my episode one summary. Kind of what I'm thinking about it. Um... Expeditions aren't bad. They just they could have been a lot better, and and it's just the time gating just really drives me nuts. But I'm glad that the rest of this, um, the rest of the 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 update seems pretty darn good. So, uh, and then in other gaming news, uh, the Call of Duty, uh, the new Call of Duty game, it's coming out. They released a 4K trailer uh, since the last podcast. And um, I, I get the Call of Duty memes. I, I get that people feel burned by that franchise over the years. Um, I think a lot of people have good reason. I'll be totally honest from uh, Modern Warfare 2 or 3 until Black... I want to say it was 3 until Black Ops 4 last year. I hadn't played a Call of Duty game. I didn't play Ghost. I didn't play Infinite Warfare. I didn't play whatever other ones were out. I just never messed with them. So um, I, I just had no interest. Uh, Black Ops 4, I got my money's worth. I played, uh, I think, over 100 hours or so. Really enjoyed it, but it got kind of old. But this Call of Duty looks like Call of Duty 4 mixed with Rainbow Six. And and, and I mean that in every good way possible. Um, it looks gritty. It looks mean. It looks the customization. They showed a gunsmithing thing that looked really, really cool. Um, reminded me of the old Future Soldier Ghost Recon game, uh, but it looks like it might be like even more in depth. So that's good. Um, they've mostly featured a a new two v two mode where um, it's round based, so it's two v two permadeath. Uh, you you die and you're done, and uh, the fr- it counts the rounds kind of like siege, um, and it just looks like it'll be a lot of fun to grab a battle buddy and go in and just. Uh, wreck some people and get wrecked yourself. So I think there's a ton of room for um, some competitive play in that mode and probably in the game in general. But I'm personally super excited for it. You know, you don't have to be, but if you watch my stream, uh, I highly suspect you'll be seeing some Call of Duty on it this, uh, this fall, probably with a baby. 
sitting right here in the camera. Her little head bobbling around because her neck muscles suck. <laughs> okay, well, gaming news. There we go. Uh, after this mid-roll, I'll talk about uh, what I think title update 6 is going to be, what I think episode, episode 2 might be. We'll answer some uh, three listener questions, comment on a YouTube comment, and then do some content updates, personal updates. So, mid-roll time. Okay, so title update six. So um, I think title update six is going to have two big features. Um, I think we have a decent reason to believe uh, one and really both of these. I think that it's going to be our big loot slash RNG um, kind of quality of life update. Um, that was sort of kind of confirmed on a dev stream. Uh, but they didn't go into significant detail on it, but they did basically make it pretty clear that there's going to be um, some type of work or that there's some focus on the loot uh, and stuff like that. So um, basically it just seems like, you know, my my finger on the pulse. Uh, basically people just want to feel more rewarded um, and, and making their time feel valued uh, in what they're doing and with the the gear they get and things like that. It's interesting because what you'll find is that when there's gear locked behind a certain activity or mission, people don't like that. But they also don't like when gear can drop anywhere and everywhere and there's no specific place to get it. Um, so it basically depends on whether gear is good or bad. <laughs> on whether or not people are okay with how easy it is to find the exact gear they want. Uh and what I think is worth mentioning is that I think that while it may just be a uh, a loot and RNG update, um, or at least a problem, I still believe, I still think that we need some kind of focus on uh, like talents and uh, and stats and stuff like that on gear. Um, I, I I'm, they're way ahead in my opinion in Division Two of where they were with division one, <laughs> where um, the high-end talents on gear in division one, uh, they just, I mean, literally there was what, one or two that were useful. Some people would run on hexo builds. And uh, other than that, that's, you know, that's why the striker, Predmark, Nomad, Meadow was so powerful towards the end of the game. The last year and a half or so, year or so, because high-end gear was awful. It, it was borderline pointless to use. Um, with the skill build, there were some places for things. And I know some people still ran some Hexo builds, but for the most part, uh, you know, the, 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 the talents on the gear in Division 1 and the high-end gear were just god-awful. Where I feel like in Division 2, we're way ahead, where there's a lot more talents that are useful. Um, now, a part of that is that the gear sets are so awful, <laughs> or maybe not as useful as people would like them to be, that it makes high-end gear much more attractive. But I still think even if the gear sets were more meta, I think people would still use the high-end gear a lot, because you know, like each slot has a few different talents that are useful. And in Division 1, that was not a thing. In fact, like the knee pads... In Division One, like I don't think had a single like useful talent, or unless you you know consider, yeah, I think there was one that was, like extra XP and extra coins on headshots or something. Like it was just God, it was just awful. So um, I think we're already ahead, but I don't think that their work is done there. I still think that there's 
um, there's gear talents and, and even some gear stats that can be worked on and, and balanced out. <sighs> Sorry, yawn. Um, I just it's it's not perfect, but I'm really glad that we're ahead of where we were. Um, and then the gear sets need some type of rework. Uh, I know Thylander had thrown out an idea, you know, just a speculation of possibly doing four piece gear sets instead of six. Um, then it would allow people to get the benefit of the whole gear set while still also having a couple um, high end uh, pieces with some of the talents that are actually really good. So um, I think the gear sets definitely need some kind of pass. So, uh, and the other part of title update six, I think is pretty much guaranteed. And I don't think it doesn't feel like a secret or anything is that there seems like there's going to be a PVP balance pass. They, they keep addressing it. They keep talking about that's coming. Um, now that title update six is out or title update five. Did I say six earlier? If I said title update six before, ignore me. I did. Uh, I don't know. Title update something, whatever the next one's going to be. Um, I think the PVP is going to get a big pass. Um, I, I think for me personally, I, I played a decent amount of the PVP, especially in the betas. Um, I played it quite a bit when the game first came out. Uh, and then it's definitely trailed off because I just don't think it's very good. Um, I tried, I actually, uh, during some time downtime last week, I went in to the DZ a little bit and played a little bit of conflict. And, uh, the, uh, that was pre title update five. Um, but the shotgun meta is definitely real. And the, the people who literally take no damage build where I guess there's people with like 900,000 armor or some crap, um, it's not very good right now so <laughs> it's uh, i think getting rid of some of those current metas need to happen um i i really think that they just need to make more builds more guns viable it seems like you know there's always gonna be some type of meta but trying to make sure that there's no meta that's just so hands down uh better is i think is a big deal um i still i've said it before and i've caught a lot of heat for it and that's fine i'm at this point i'm just used to it because apparently everything i do makes people mad um <laughs> the i still think the svd deadeye meta back in division one gave us this weird glimpse and then probably something more like what the game was supposed to play like because during that time people used cover and they used their skills um and by cover i don't necessarily mean that they were in cover i understand that being in cover is a death sentence and pvp for the most part what i'm saying is that they would like use natural cover to move in and out of and when there was someone with Deadeye and an SVD mowing down their team, they would get, you know, cover between them and the sniper. They would rush them. They'd toss grenades. They'd use skills to try to stun them and stuff. And then you'd get on them and melt them in a second because they were, you know, a glass cannon build. And so while I absolutely understand why Deadeye had to be nerfed because two, two shots on someone's toes underneath a truck probably shouldn't be a kill, I also felt like that gave us a glimpse into... Uh, the type of PVP that maybe this game was actually meant to have or that it could have. Um, and I would also argue probably just as controversially that the, even the seeker mind meta kind of gave us some of the, that weird feeling. You could tell it made people really uncomfortable because they hated the idea that someone could kill them by using a skill in a game that is primarily based on using skills. So while I understand that the one shot seeker mind was annoying, it got me plenty of times during the last stand days. Um, it also kind of showed a direction this game was probably kind of meant to go when it comes to PvP. Um, but there's so many, you know, 
Call of Duty 360 no scopers, you know, that want to come into this game and, and want this game to be just like that, that it seems like people aren't willing to accept it. Um, even though, I don't know, that's probably not the best comparison, but you know what I mean. Um, I suspect that they may add some new modes to conflict and stuff, which I think would be cool if they had like a capture the flag or something like that. But the, the problem is, is that un until conflict in general or just PVP in general feels better, anything they add to conflict other than balancing to the actual PVP, uh, it, it might just end up being kind of lost on most people. Um, I, I just, they, 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 they need kind of need to get to a spot where everyone's like 75% happy with PVP before they try to do other stuff. Um, you're, we're never, they can't shoot to make any particular group happy in this game. I, I said it before and I'll say it again. I, I think you can break down the player base into like five different groups, right? And, uh, I think I said this in a video or, or somewhere, I can't remember, maybe Reddit or something. And the problem is, is I think that with PVP and maybe the whole game in general, you can make changes and cater this game to make like three of those five groups happy at any given time. But the problem is, is that I think it's impossible to make everyone happy and it's possible to make everyone unhappy. So, you know, when I say that they need, I think their goal should be to make this game like 75% perfect for everyone, all five of those groups. I think that's because that's the most realistic thing to do. Um, and, and I think that would put us in a spot where, you know, I, I kind of compare that to Destiny 2. I know a lot of people play PvP in Destiny 2, but I've never really heard anyone say how amazing the PvP is in Destiny 2. So it seems like Destiny 2's PvP has found a sweet spot where eh, it's a little unbalanced, it's maybe not the most competitive PvP on Earth, but it's fun to play. And I know that it forces people into PvP for some rewards and stuff, but it's, it seems like people are happy to do it without acting like it's the best PvP that's on Earth. And I think that's where Division needs to shoot. Maybe there's some things that Destiny does that Division needs to do. Um, I still think that comparing the games is nearly impossible um, simply because of first person and because of how the movement works. Um, but I still think there's probably some inspiration to be found there, even if it's only inspiration to please people for the most part, even if you don't please everyone. But we'll see. So that's my title update six. Uh, I, I, there, I'm sure there's going to be other stuff. There might be new gear, new exotics, new other things. But I think the two big items that have to be in there are going to be some kind of big update to the loot and some big update, some pass to the PvP. Then the other little topic here I wanted to speculate on was episode two. So a few of the things we know about episode two already. Um, there's going to be a new mode at the Pentagon. Uh, and we know that there's a raid. Uh, there's a new raid. Uh, I believe I don't know if it's called Foundry or if the the, the pictures just showed that it's at a Foundry, and I believe we're fighting the True Sons. Um, so for the Pentagon, I I know that there were some people who thought the expedition in in the episode one was gonna be some new underground to the point of literal fit throwing on YouTube and Twitter that I saw from adults, quote unquote. Um, I believe the actual, some kind of spiritual successor ish to the underground is actually going to be this Pentagon update. Um, that's pretty much a complete guess. They haven't really given us any clue to what the Pentagon update is going to be. Um, what I'm hoping for is some kind of lightly procedurally generated mode, UG ish, 
underground-ish. Um, that just gives us some kind of, even after you've kind of completed everything you need to do there, which I hope takes a while, I'm hoping that there's still some fun and going back. By the end of Division 1, I was... My favorite thing to do was to log on, get 15, 20 people hanging out with me, jump down into the underground with my tactician build, which really didn't do much DPS, but was pretty strong, seeker mine and uh, turret-wise, and run three-phase underground on hard, not even on challenging, and just and just kill stuff. It was just fun. The time to kill felt great, you know, and then when hunters spawned in, that was like the best part. You know, fighting two hunters with this tactician build that was a little underpowered. You know, it was a pretty even fight. I died sometimes. It was just that was the most fun I had. And and while I don't expect Division Two to provide a underground two point like copy and paste from the first game, I hope it never does. I, I, there's some people who I really think just want this game to be Division One with some shorts, and, it, and, it, and I'm glad it's not, and I hope it never is, because it doesn't need to be. It's a new game, but some type of spiritual successor to Underground, maybe eventually some type of spiritual successor to Survival, probably not in this year, is my guess. You know, those things are fine, and and if there, if I had to pick one, it'd probably be the Underground actually, just because of the amount of time I could spend in it. Uh, what what I'm hoping more than anything, and and I'm reasonably confident this won't be a thing, is that the exp that that the the Pentagon will not follow like an expedition uh, pattern where it's you know if the Pentagon I swear is three investigations <laughs> ending with a loot room, then um, I'll keep playing the game, but I won't be happy about it. Uh, and, I, and I'm not under the impression that's going to be a thing. So uh, I believe it's different studios working on all three of the episodes for this first year. Um, it's kind of weird to think that now that they're first they're through the first episode, it wouldn't surprise me if there's at least talk happening about the first episode of year two. I imagine, depending on how ambitious that's going to be, they may that may even get started sooner than later, depending on who's going to be doing it. Um, but I just I really hope the Pentagon is at least in some capacity some replayable content that um even if it's not the most amazing, you know, groundbreaking content ever, that it's at least like fun to go replay the way that at least I thought the underground was. Um and then the raid. So we have the raid number two come in, the foundry. Um I I'm really hoping that it's much more dependent on some like like more diverse mechanics and maybe um, even rewarding, you know, skill builds and maybe even requiring some skill builds in some capacity. Uh, the first raid, I think most people can agree that it's basically just a giant DPS check. Um, and that while it was interesting watching people figure the mechanics out, uh, once they were figured out, it just turned into make sure you shoot this spot a lot. Um, and I don't think anyone really, that's, that's, you know, that's fine. But, you know, we can, we can do better. So I hope this one... Uh, kind of fulfills that. Uh, I think the found uh, the location sounds really cool and a big giant metal foundry. I assume we're gonna come up on the true suns trying to make some type of super weapon or or some kind of material or something that we we just can't let them have. Um, and and the thing I, I really hope that there's some unique archetypes uh, in this foundry. Um, I hope that maybe there's some you know um, some unique like heavies for the true suns or. Uh, or something like that, maybe even some new archetypes entirely. 
Um, I personally think the Black Tusk are the easiest faction to fight. So uh, that, that first raid being Black Tusk, I think that kind of, uh, obviously it still wasn't easy, but um, I think that we found it to be one of the easier, maybe a little bit easier because of the True Sons um, or because of the Black Tusk. I think the True Sons for the second raid will be interesting. I don't find them overly hard to fight, um, but I still think that they'll be at least a more unique challenge than the first raid. What I'm really hoping for is that the, the next raid is going to be um, with the outcast because I believe the outcast are like absolutely the toughest enemies in this game to fight. Um, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm dumb. Maybe they're easy because their rusher has a bomb on his chest and, um, and they're heavy uses melee weapons, but I don't know. I find them to be the, one of the toughest uh, to fight, but maybe that's just me. Uh, and then beyond that with episode two, I'm assuming we're going to get a couple more missions some more classified missions, probably some more guns, more gear, more exotics, all of the other stuff we can kind of assume. Um, I'm curious too if maybe this next episode will reveal what this bottom right uh, cosmetic slot is. I did see some photos from the PTS that kind of revealed that it may be a pose that your character defaults to in photo mode. Um, so while that would be really cool, that would also be a kind of a letdown. Um, but, but that's fine. Um, I don't know. I'll be curious about episode two. We've got episode one now. I'm sure they're going to let us ruminate in it for a couple weeks. Um, and then I hope that they do get on talking about episode two fairly quickly, even if it's not coming for a few months. I think, um, I think episode one is fine, but I think the, the sooner they start hyping up episode two, especially if it provides as much more content as I think it's going to. Um, probably the better, but we'll have to see. Okay. I've got three listener questions, a YouTube comment I wanted to comment on, and then some personal updates and we're going to wrap this baby up. So I've got my first question from Polidoro. Um, I shortened some of these questions because y'all can't just ask a sentence. It's gotta be a dang paragraph every time. Um, basically asking what I think of the lower level clans having getting better gear, um, in the clan vendor. I really hate it. I, I don't know. I guess I'm biased because I have a clan that has like 45 plus people in it, but I think that while I don't think it should be pointless to be in a clan with only, you know, four or five people, I think that should have its worth. But I also think that there should be some type of advantage to being part of a larger clan and even if it even if there's no advantage there should be no disadvantage so the idea that there's this higher level gear these gear with these like you know god roll stats dropping on them where you have to leave your clan and go to a lower clan to get it I, why that doesn't make any sense you shouldn't because all you're you're encouraging people to basically scam the clan system i don't that's so ridiculous i don't just give it all like world tier. I don't know. Make all the clans have the same gear or something. I don't know. I just, I really, I hate it. I, I think that's such a, so annoying. And that's one of like, for the most part, I think they've been pretty good about sticking to their guns with decisions made and stuff, but make, but doing the silly stuff with the lower, with the clans with like three people is definitely one of those like Reddit topics that got like way out of hand and people be like, Oh, I can't find friends. It's like, just, there's like, so many tools to find clans on there you know if you if you only have two friends who play this game 
all three of you go find a clan that has three openings. Like, I don't know. Ugh, I don't know. It fires me up a little bit. But I just hope they figure something out. I, I don't think people should have to be trying to scam the system to drop down to get a better piece of gear than what you can get if you're in a fully decked out clan. Doesn't make any sense to me. So I don't like it. I hope they figure something out. Uh, Morgan Amps asked, uh, should crit range be abolished? Crit range is kind of an interesting thing. So um, a mechanic I really like in a different game is um, Battlefield 1 that had a sniper mechanic where you had like a one-shot kill window and it was a certain distance. So there was a minimum distance and a maximum. So basically out, out in the range, there was this like 20-yard gap where if you hit someone with a shot in that gap, it did extra, like it did a one-shot kill. It killed them, I think, with body shots or obviously headshots. Um, and there was some kind of UI stuff that helped you figure out whether or not you were shooting at someone in that range. Um, I want to say that crit range was kind of an attempt at something like that. I don't know if there's a minimum for crit range, but I know there's definitely a maximum. Um, so I think maybe it was some attempt to try to maybe keep SMGs in their role, to keep shotguns in their role. Um, I, I have a feeling if it got abolished, no one would even know the difference, is, is my assumption. So if it was one less thing that we have to worry about putting mods on for, I'd be okay with that. Um, maybe there's something about that system I don't understand. Feel free to correct me on YouTube or Twitter or wherever, Reddit, because I'm sure you'll check me down there. Um, yeah, crit range going away, I'd be perfectly fine. Uh, and then Silent Rebel asked, um, would you be in favor of losing some RPG elements in the guns? So Silent Rebel went on to explain what they were saying here. And basically, the example I could come up with was, or that they gave, was um, all ARs have the same damage, but different recoil patterns. So whether or not you had a MTAR or a MK-16, each bullet would do the exact same amount of damage, not counting your build. Um, but the difference in the guns would be different recoil patterns and stuff like that. Um, I want to say that's similar to a system that something like Counter-Strike kind of has and stuff like that. Um, the problem is, is that I think, uh, with an idea like that specifically, is that like basically console players would find the gun that has the easiest to control recoil for console and then PC players would find the same for PC and then that would be the new meta. So um, I think that this question was kind of talking about how maybe they could figure out a way to balance out the meta and and not have um, you know the P416 being the only gun anyone uses. Um, I think it's a good direction to head. I don't think that's necessarily going to be the answer, um, but I could be wrong. I'm real dumb, so I don't. You know, maybe a dev will hear that and be like, "That's an incredible idea." I have no idea, but I suspect it's a little flawed. But I still think it's. Um, it's good that you're thinking about it. Uh, and then this time, I actually have a YouTube comment I thought was interesting. Um, so Sanjuro, on my TD1 versus TD2 video, uh, they had an issue with me saying that uh, that PvP in the two games is tied. Uh, and the reasoning I gave behind that was um, I believe that the Division 1 PvP was flawed from the start and was never good PvP, quote-unquote. Um, I still think people enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it for some time until around 1.7. Um, but it was even when I enjoyed it, if someone said, oh, you're playing a lot of division one PVP, is it good? Like, is that, if, if, if someone likes counter-strike or any other actually good PVP game 
would they also like that? And I would say, no, they won't. They'll hate it. <laughs> you know, you, you, you have to want the division PVP experience. Um, there's a reason that you don't see anyone of note dropping their actually competitive PVP games to come play division one or two. But the reason I gave a tie for that was because I think that while the division two PVP isn't great, I still think that a lot of changes they made in division two PVP are going to lead to the potential for division two PVP to, to be way better and to actually have some competitiveness to it and some kind of skill gap to it. I'm not saying it does now it doesn't, but I think it will. Um, so Sanjuro said that uh, division two PVP is trash and that all of the top, the top 10 TD one PVP YouTubers don't pl uh, not playing it as proof. Um, I'm going to be straight up. There's a couple division one PVP people who are just good at PVP. You'll, you know who I'm talking about, uh, whether they play siege or counter-strike, whatever they play, they're good at it. Uh, Apex, Fortnite, whatever. But a lot of them aren't good at the other games from what I've noticed from my observation. Um, and so I'm going to be straight up. That's not a group of people I'm super worried about. Um, It seems like that there were ones who, who played Division One PvP because it was the most lucrative thing to do for them and their community. Um, I, I don't think that you would catch any of them acting like it was actually good competitive PvP. Um, this Sundrio person was very upset in this video, and um, you know we had an interesting back and forth. But um, I, I don't. I, I still stand by what I said in that video. So sorry. Okay, uh, content personal updates here. So a uh, little baby update. We are currently in the 37th week, which means we are full term, uh, even though hopefully she's still got another couple weeks to bake in there. Um, but the, she is positioned already. So anyone who's had kids, um, she's head down. She's facing the right way. Um, but we had no signs of birth coming anytime soon. So, so it's not happening today as of recording. Um, but, uh, by the time I record the next one, who knows? We'll see. Um, I do plan on doing like a full fledged, uh, video on the episode one DLC and doing kind of a, a more specific review of it. Um, but I, I decided to wait until the, the expedition was complete after the third week, which will more than likely, um, definitely be my baby will probably be here by then. I, I kind of hope for my wife's sake. Um, so we'll have to see about that. Um, but I didn't want to review it quite yet. Um, I, I want to spend more time in the new uh, the discovery raid. Um, I want to complete the episode or the expedition. And I really, really hope that by then they've released the mastery system for the expedition. Um, but I'm probably not going to wait for that because it should have been out when the game released or when the episode one released. Uh, I get it. It's not that simple. There's not a switch you just flip. Um, but it should have been there because uh, without it, it kind of makes the expedition useless uh, in a lot of ways. So is what it is. Um, I will continue to try to focus on posting, you know, cool screenshots I've been taking and talking about good stuff and pointing out cool stuff people are doing. Um, but if, you know, I'm, I'm not going to just ignore uh, the shittiness. Um, people need to realize that, you know, if you, if you call me a, a white knight 
um you know and you sit on you sit on a throne of being toxic and you know kind of a scammy little scam artist and um being kind of a lame asshole and stuff like that like you know i'm not even talking about one person it's you know more than one person um it's not gonna make me go away uh it's only gonna motivate me so uh, if you haven't noticed i've been streaming more than ever the last couple weeks um and that's partly because i'm trying to get into a routine and partly too because i'm just kind of trying to be stubborn that's kind of who i am so um you know if if people who i consider that have character and credibility start calling me out i'll absolutely listen i have before and i will again if it happens um but as long as it's who i consider some of the some of the you know the dumpster fire of the community are the ones uh who have an issue with me and are going to call me names and stuff like that i'm i honestly i take it as a sign i'm doing something right so if anything it's only it's only reinforcing me so I do not expect that to change. Um, you know, the the whole White Knight label and stuff like that, I'm actually kind of buying into it. Uh, there actually should be some new Twitch emotes here soon that you all can use. Um, it's just, if if being a White Knight is being someone who's not just going to constantly shit my pants and rub it on the windshield and so everyone can see, um, then okay, I'm down. White Knight me up. That's what I have for this week. If you want to support the podcast or any of my other content, please check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash the echo cast. If you're on iTunes, please rate the podcast and leave a review. It helps me a ton. And if you're on any other podcast app that does ratings or reviews or whatever, please, please, please do it. Uh, I am Bond Diesel on Twitch and on Twitter. Uh, you can catch my streams and you can check out my text vomit on there. And that's all I have. So until next time.